Welcome in to another episode of Down in Flames podcast. Guys, the gang is back in town. We're all together again. It's been a few weeks. Too long. It's been way too long. Way too before, long. Before we get too far into this uh, episode Uh-oh. tonight, this is my Intro favorite week of the short. year. This is... Oh, no. And d- do you all know today <laughs> what happened three years ago today? If you know it, don't say it. D- do you know? I just want to say the call. Do you That's know all that? I want. <laughs> yeah. Stay- I'll start it over so we can get the full effect here. Got to rewind it. He's going to play this like five times. I'm only going to play it once. It's so great. But you have to be careful here. Make sure the snap's on target. But you can't allow a block. And I, happiest. Okay, nobody happiest back moment of my life is married, but I was going to say, you close. might want to kick it out of bounds I mean, to prevent a return, but with nobody back there, just kick it down the field. Tell your punter to one-step it. Don't take your normal steps. One-step it. Get it out. Three years ago today. Double voice crack kills me. Oh, your call, your call for history, and your voice cracks twice. Well, Poor uh, guy. It so was as so you guys great. Can see, we're all excited uh, to finally be back together in another episode, and I don't. I think it's episode thirteen ish. I've lost 13-ish. count. ish. We're getting to a point now where we're October seventeenth. Uh, thank you for watching us on Facebook Live, or make sure that uh, like and follow and do all of the subscribing. To You're all of our... What happened? Mike keeps falling on you. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. We're having technical difficulties, but it's okay. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop us from getting through the episode. We've got a lot to talk about. You know, NFL, the obviously college football. I think you're saying it all here with all of your... How, yeah, many, oh yeah. how many Michigan State article of clothing are you wearing today? Uh, I got my Beat Michigan shirt on. Those of you on Facebook Live can't see me, but I'm my Beat Michigan. I got my, uh, my Michigan State. O- only the somebody. outerwear. Only outerwear. Yeah. I have green okay. underwear on, so I mean. So told you, only outerwear. <laughs> I can't. Kyle's wait for not too excited, but NBA started yesterday, and we'll talk a little bit about. You that. mean the formality of the regular season of NBA started yesterday? Just the the preempt of the eighty six games prior to the playoffs that everybody knows what's going to happen. 86. That whole eighty six. I said eighty six, right? Or eighty six? There's eighty two. 82. It's 82. 82. That's right. 82. 82. See, he, he loves that. He loves the NBA so much. I know. It was in the 80s. I would like to 86 most of the NBA season. How's that? Oh, well, gosh. You, oh, you were counting the first four games in, in the playoffs where everybody sweeps each other. Right, exactly. <laughs> there you go. So there, there's the 86. Round one of the playoffs counts as regular season. Uh, MLB playoff update. Well, let's get right into a weekly recap. Start with a little NBA. We were talking about it. Let's start with a little bit of NBA. Kyle, you can go take a nap if you like. I'm just gonna go watch that video a few times over and over again while you guys do that. <laughs> NBA started yesterday. We had the Boston Celtics handily defeat the Trust the Process 76ers. Is it is it fair to still say Trust the Process, or is it is it finally time to judge them on uh, on their performance? Well, it's a long season. Um, I mean, I think that. You know, you always want to come out strong, but for the Celtics, I mean, hey, home game, you're expected, I think, to win. Now, to beat them as badly as they did, I think, was a bit of a surprise, but uh, I think that eventually uh, – the 76ers are going to be a top three team in the East. I think the, the three teams that you really look at when it comes to who's going to be 
there at the end is going to be Toronto, Boston, and Philly. So really, it's it's a toss-up, I'd say, between those three teams. I would more so say between Boston and, and Toronto, mainly because of the benches that both teams possess. Um, Wait, but that's, that's what I wanted to get into. I mean, like Kyle said, we all know NBA regular season hasn't had as much relevance as much as some other sports. Yeah. We've kind of seen everything coming from a mile away, it's been pretty predictable. So is the postseason. First, let's not lie. Do, does this? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does this year have a regular season-wise have a little bit more relevance than past years? Is it is it easy to say that in the East? In general, just in general, in the NBA. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I still think that uh, with the West, the only thing that's really changed. I mean, it's a kind of a big deal. Is you have the LeBron factor now, whereas in the East, it was really just. Wherever LeBron was, they were going to the to the finals, whether it be Miami, Cleveland, well, whoever. Well, don't you think that opens up – it not only opens up the East, but you get oh. more competition in the West? Well, it opens up the East. I don't necessarily think – I mean, I do think that it it does make a little more competition in the West, but I still think that you know LeBron has to have players around him. And um, the talent in L.A. is okay – but I don't think that it's enough for them to really be considered a contender on that side. You yet. know, I, I think yet, 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 I think that they could. But and I mean, it's it's got to be pretty quick because LeBron's window is is absolutely closing at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, they have some good young talent with Kuzma and Ball is you know he's he's Ingram, okay. Ingram looked good. Pre-season. Brandon Ingram, Ingram is good. good. Yeah, Brandon Ingram is good. Someone actually mentioned that. Could he be LeBron's Scottie Pippen? Which I thought was an interesting take because uh, I think it was Colin Cowherd actually, but he was mentioning that hey, could he be, could he be LeBron Scottie Pippen? Because he said that Jordan was the one that was already solidified in his place with the Bulls. So you already know what you're getting with LeBron. He didn't become a superstar until he played along the side of Michael Jordan, which I know, of course, he got drafted by the Bulls. But still, he he groomed Scottie Pippen into who Scottie Pippen actually ultimately became, which was a top 50 player of all time. So could LeBron also do that with Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram is still really young. I mean, what is he, 21, 22 years old? Um, And a lot of people compare him, as far as his skill set, to a Kevin Durant type able to shoot the mid-range really, really well. Linky, you know, 6'11", 6'10", 6'11". So I thought that was an interesting take. Um, it is going to depend on does does he elevate Brandon Ingram's play. I don't know. I mean, that's yet to be seen. But, I mean, you still have to go with the Warriors as the well, favorites. All right. He is LeBron. He's We already know he's going to elevate their play a little. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. A little bit. Everyone gets elevated when you play with LeBron yes. offensively. No, I think it's interesting. It's going to be, you know, that just makes the regular season a little bit more interesting. You're obviously going to want to watch LeBron and Lakers on those primetime games, Christmas and all those big games on, on TNT late nights. One thing I do want to bring to the table as far as the Lakers is concerned is the the thing that's different about the the Lakers as opposed to the other teams that LeBron's been on is LeBron actually, when he was with Cleveland even these last couple of years, he had guys that could score. I mean, they, they could put up points, but they could not defend. And I think that this offseason, he got more defense. Gave up maybe a little bit offensively, 
But I think that now they're, they're going to be one of the worst three-point shooting teams. Yes, this year. But now you actually have guys that can defend and play defense. So I'm interested to see how that ingredient or how that works in LA as as far as looking at Houston, who is an offensive powerhouse. Looking at the Warriors, who is they're really able to do both. They're able to score and they're able to play pretty solid defense. They don't play the best defense, but they play good defense. So. I'm interested to see how that works. I'm interested to see how how that's going to work in LA. Does that help as far as being able to stop the Warriors or Houston? Or I'm just not sure. I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Real quick, anybody have any idea what's happening? Uh, what's happening with Jimmy Butler? Uh, <laughs> other than he's other super than he disgruntled, just, <laughs> he talks an awful lot. Like. I, I, I don't follow NBA, but I've seen that. <laughs> I, talks like, I can't do anything but shake my head when he's like at practice yelling at ownership and oh that was okay. great I'm oh like, no that was great come on that was great that I'm was like, a Kobe it was orchestrated but oh my that was a Kobe Bryant moment right well, there. why doesn't he just I sit it, out I find it funny but at the same time I'm like I think that hurts him even more if he sits I, out <laughs> at at the same time that that's got to hurt how you're looked at by other teams I don't know I think. I think that might help. I think it could help. That's know, a Kobe it, Bryant moment. They, uh, all right, it depends. Certain teams, M- Miami, who's obviously been in talks with them. Pat Riley's going to eat that up. Pat Riley loves that type of player. I, I see drama queen. So I, I agree with you. Some teams are going to be like, eh, do I want that? Because what if he's not fitting? Well, you in have well to be here. a content. You can't just be like. The Orlando Magic, like, oh man, now I love Jimmy Butler. I gotta go get him. He's the next missing piece. No, you suck. Even with Jimmy Butler, you suck. <laughs> but if you're Miami, how, how do you really feel? <laughs> Orlando's been trash. Let's be honest. <laughs> but if you're Miami and you've been a playoff team and you've got a great coach and you you're just missing that superstar who wants to play, go get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, I saw that uh, he he had a really something interesting came up. It was he he said he called an all players meeting, and then Jeff Teague came out and said that no such meeting actually took place. But then he went and confirmed it with Rachel Nichols and said that it was after. It, it was so it, it was, was weird. Really weird. It was a very weird day. It looked like he flew out Rachel Nichols. She just happened to be in Minnesota during the day of the practices. It, uh, it was it was orchestrated a little WWE, but. It was it was interesting. I, it kept hey, one week before the NBA starts, you get a little ramped up, you get some drama going, and people start paying attention. So, something in the opposite direction. We'll talk a little bit of baseball. Us playoffs first, and then that other interesting story that I put on there that's going on in so Anaheim. So now it's uh, yeah, now it's his to time back. to go take a nap. <laughs> I'll step up, Kyle. We bit. reintroduce you when we welcome you back to this podcast. <laughs> it's Thank good you. To be back. I'm happy to be here. You know, what, Thomas. How does it feel that you and I are diverse? You know, we I actually, know we, we just hey, all around <laughs> sports guys over here. I can talk. I can talk the whole shebang. We all have one sport that we like that the rest of us don't. I think. Well, eh, maybe not. I'm probably the only. I like hockey. Y'all don't I, really. Care. I like yeah. hockey. I mean, and I've got soccer, I like and hockey. I don't push that, even though we're in the middle of the season right now. <laughs> We are. You should. We are. You Which should. Which season? It. The MLS season? No. Did I ever no. tell you? Oh, oh. Said, oh hey, God. we're not talking soccer. Si- side note: Did I ever tell you that I went uh, to high school with the current women's uh, go- soccer goalie, uh, U.S. women's soccer goalie? Really? Yeah. Cool That's story. Impressive. Yeah. And yet, you still care nothing about soccer. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. 
Anyway, MLB playoff update. You can go take a nap again. Thank you. MLB playoff update. We're not going to talk about the past. We're just going to talk about the future. Uh, Jared, you got a series going on. I'm a de facto, I don't know if I used that word right, Astros fan this week. Rooting for you guys against Boston. You guys have game four going on today. Boston's up two games to one. We just had the other series going on. The Dodgers, they ended up, you said, winning today. Winning today. So they're now up three games to two on Milwaukee. Yep. One game away from going back-to-back World Series. You mentioned it in the pre-show, a little bit about Manny Machado. Oh, Manny Machado. What? Yeah, that's, what is so going dirty. on with Manny Machado? That's, I mean, that's right up there in the lines. For those it's, of you... For those of you who haven't seen it, he was running, finally running and hustling to first base. Finally, <laughs> well, it wasn't even. It was like yeah. it was a half job. Yeah, the half day, run. Well, it wasn't. He was trying the that day before. Hard. We probably would be talking about him even without this because he didn't hustle to first base a couple of days ago and said, "That's not my cup of tea." First of all, how that's not? How is that not your cup of your tea? Your job hustling? is to get on base. How is that not and your then, job? And then, for those of you who didn't see it yesterday, he was running down the first baseline, purposely kicked the first baseman. Uh, and, and you know it's just been a mess. Y- you know what it looked like. I'm I'm gonna chime in on something wow. baseball. Baseball. Related. Hey, we granted, I'm not giving any like value to the sport itself, but it looked like when you have one sibling trying to get another sibling in trouble, but it's just super obvious to the parent. <laughs> that, that's what it looked like. <laughs> oh, he oh. tripped me. It's like he wasn't even looking at you. <laughs> yeah, it's that's fair. It's, it's go. It's just as actually. It's more dirty than uh, A-Rod running down in the ALCS in 2004. Thank it's Thank you. It's the same type of play, but you had nothing to gain from hey, doing it. Hey, isn't he a number? He's, he's, he wears number 13 as well, doesn't he? Does I, I think. He's become my... I didn't like Manny Machado already, but he's become... Well, he's I'll t- say this. He's replaced Puig in my players I don't like. MLB needs villains. Right they do need villains. Yeah, but you don't need villains but you don't guys need, that are going to go yes. out there and intentionally hurt somebody. Yes. I mean, he had that thing... On, he, he has spikes up on Dustin Pedroia. And I mean... And he's a free agent, so we'll talk about him probably in the next couple of weeks after, right. you know, regular season, after the playoffs end, and we get into free agency, and right. is this guy worth $200 million or not? We'll talk about that in the coming weeks, but right. he had no that re- was dirty. He had no reason alone to be running down the inside of the base path on first base. There's no reason for you to be doing it anyway. It just looked like he had a dead foot then, that just, like, came out of nowhere. Right. Well, like, then he, oh, my leg he, fell asleep during he, running he to the first base. He came up and he got angry about it. Pretend like it was the first baseman's fault that his foot was on the bag trying to get the ball for the out. I mean, I can't stand Manny. I can't uh, stand be- the Dodgers. Before we move on, yeah, we obviously I think we're all – Milwaukee Brewers fans for the, for the next couple of days. Hopefully they pull right. it out and, I like and get these Clayton next two Kershaw. Games. I like. Hey, I, I'd like to oh, see Clayton be able to get it. But I, I, I did. Yeah, I did see a good stat actually right before the show. Clayton pitched today. He went um, just gave up one run and less than three hits. This is the eighth time. So stat of the day: eighth time Clayton Kershaw has done that in the playoffs, which would be one or fewer runs and three or fewer hits in the playoffs. No other player has had more than five in MLB history. Wow. Wow. So guy who's known to not be a playoff performer right. has the, probably one of the one of the greatest playoff stats right there, which is pretty cool. So yep. yeah. we're all rooting for Kershaw, but not the Dodgers. Well, the Dodgers. Going, but I can, I can say back, this yeah, Go back to the AL. As little. much as I don't like the Dodgers, um, for baseball, I mean, baseball is doing pretty well on its own, I think, anyway. But for baseball, I can say that a Red Sox-Dodgers World Series, 
that's that's two villains it's two villains a lot of people would watch i mean i don't cheer for the i cheer for the al still i think i think i still cheer for but i know you wouldn't oh i would definitely be going dodgers yeah Yeah. oh yeah well the dodgers Uh, used to play new york as well dodgers used to have new york ties and originally so i i'd pull for the dodgers the new york team old new york team brooklyn i'd I'd just pull for a sweep uh that way baseball would be over So lo- looking at the AL here, something that uh, has really just stood out in-, in this series as far as what I've seen so far has just been uh, the pitching. The starting pitching for the Astros hasn't done as well this as is, what they thought a, they would. This is almost a mirror. Thus far, it's a mirror of the Red Sox-Yankee series that just wrapped up last week. It's yeah. almost the same thing. Um, and for the Astros, and we, we kind of hit on this earlier today, that their injuries have just been so... Untimely. It's very untimely. Car- Carlos Correa coming back late in the which season. It, which, again, is almost a mirror to the Yankees teams the Red Sox just beat. Because yep. they... I, yep. I don't want to keep bringing it back to the Yankees, but it's just weird. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, but I don't want to talk about them right now because I'm still mourning. I'm still <laughs> sad. I was so pissed off. But, it, um, no, it, it's right. The... Yeah, we Korea thought that the hurt. injuries were at a good time, right? But right. they lingered long enough, right? That they got the well, guys didn't get even, their. Even Altuve kind of tweaking his knee again. And what is he doing today? He's DHing, isn't he? No, no, he's he's in. No, I think he's DHing again. Uh, is he okay? Well, I, I must have missed that. But uh, yeah, as as far as that's concerned, even with uh, with Altuve, yeah, he's he tweaked his knee. And then you also have Carlos Correa um, coming back and, I mean, just being in the lineup late uh, as well. Hasn't really had a chance to, to get a rhythm or get in a groove. Um, but, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's tough. You know, you can't really blame injuries, and, and you shouldn't. I mean, that's no excuses. You still got to make – you got to make do with what you got. So the Astros, at the end of the day, they have the talent. It's just a matter of actually going out and showing that you can still See? do it, which, I mean, Go they Astros. have they do have the talent offensively to be able to still well, put up runs. Yes, they were the favorites. They, they were uh, absolutely they were the favorites so, coming. Yeah, I mean, it still could very well be an interesting series. It's it's 2-0, but, I mean, we watch – whoever watched the World Series 2-0 last the day, year. The series is 2-1. to one. Right, as far as, yeah, the yeah. score. The uh, If anyone watched the World Series last year, no – no lead was safe last year no. in the World Series. No lead was safe. So, and that was just because both teams were just well, that's one thing, offensively were just incredible. And that's also one thing that uh, why you still have a chance. Why Houston Astros still have a chance is what the Yankees showed in the series is Boston's weakness is going to be their bullpen. Yep. If you get their starters out in four or five innings, they've done good in this series. Though they've done somehow pretty decent, but. That was their weakness all regular season. Yep. That was their weakness in the Yankee series, which almost blew it. You saw it come down to the last out where Kimbrell gave up a couple of runs. Reddick with the and base hit. Yeah. All right, see, there you go. So there we Get go. Get a rally going. So switching gears a little bit, Peyton, welcome back. Thank you. All four of us, welcome back. Dozing. Talk a little bit of NFL. We're going hey, to gear it up, and then you're almost ready for college football. 20 more minutes, and you're ready for the college football. So NFL, we'll recap week six a little bit. Some interesting, I think, one game, obviously, that was pretty interesting. You had the shootout in Foxborough. Pats narrowly beat out the Chiefs 43-40. to But they blew the lead. Yeah, but I did want to ask. Yeah, they blew a couple leads. That game went back and forth. You guys think this is going to be a rematch? We're going to see a rematch in the the playoffs, in the AFC championship game, most likely. Oh, yeah. 
Probably. I, I think Kansas City will be there. It's just whether or not New England can be consistent enough. And I think there. most people yeah. would probably think the opposite. New England would probably be there. I, I think I might agree with you with Kansas City probably at this point still. But I was almost I was more encouraged with Kansas City coming out of the game even in a loss than mm-hmm. I was before. Absolutely. New England's offense is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they got a lot of weapons there. They're doing really well right now. And so I think their offense can carry them. I just don't know. It's sh- sh- shocking. Both, both defenses. Historically, I mean, New England's bread and butter has been their defense. And their but defense na- is just not hey, that good right it's now. It's 2018. Name me That's a good true. defense right now. Thank you. Yes. Name me a good yeah. defense right now. It's prime time for uh, New England to not have a good defense with Patricia having just left. So they're in that transition stage. Uh, regardless of who steps in, you're going to have growing pains. So, yeah. uh, granted, Belichick is not okay with a lack of consistency. Um, but it's a good time for people to capitalize on that transition with New England. So, from some stability, or from the stability of Bill Belichick down to no stability with the Oakland Raiders. Oh my gosh, gosh, yeah. They luckily have a bye week, so they can't lose again this week. Is John Gruden yeah, losing is, and potentially just so we can get control of the team entirely? He already does. Doesn't he he's basically have... I mean, he's... At, he's. I just think... I, I didn't actually realize how much, much talent how much talent they don't have right. because he put Amari Cooper on the trading block. Right. So he has Amari Cooper available and Carl Joseph the safety is also available. So, and those were both first round picks. It really does look like he's saying, this is my team. I'm going to get my team out there. Right. And Amari Cooper, actually, I saw a stat on him, which this is, I had him in fantasy you, last year. So I think I, I watched him. him. He's got Go 14 drops this year already. 14. So it, it is, it's terrible. Insane. And, uh, you know, it, it, he's supposed to be their number one. And, and so it's like, they're, Jordy they're Nelson's get looked so- better this year. That's right. That's the crazy part. <laughs> Washed up Jordy Nelson. And, and then you look at you look at Crabtree in Baltimore. He's he's not looking spectacular. I mean, he had no. he's had one a couple of good games, maybe one, one or two game. good maybe weeks. One. But other than that, he's looked pretty horrendous too. So who would you have had? You wouldn't have even had anyone. They're with making him. Jared so. Cook look good. Never thought I'd. Say yeah, that. Cook's getting. <laughs> well, he's an athletic tight end. Him he's, and he's him always and had Rashard. the talent. Yeah, he's always had the talent. One thing that I actually do want to point out here. Do you guys know who's number two in, in point differential in the NFL? Well, who's number one? Don't you num- say the num- Jets. Jared. Number one is the <laughs> L.A. Rams, which there's LA no Rams. surprise there. Okay. No surprise there. Guess who's number two? Guess who is number two? In point differential. Kansas City? Detroit. In point differential. Well, I'm guessing it's probably somebody crazy because they're AFC. AFC. Uh, Buffalo Bills. The Tundra. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Baltimore Joe, Joe good. Flacco is playing with a vengeance. Okay. I, I what? Well, what he's I, playing great, but he's you know he's has the pressure on him right now. He's playing. Yes, he's playing better. He's, he's playing better because he has that competition. And when I said Except name me a good defense, and when when I said name what? me a good defense, how about Baltimore? They had eleven sacks and shut out Tennessee last week. They they've only given up seventy seven points uh, in in their games this year, which is actually best in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens right. have only given up best defense. points. There you go. Name me a good defense. Maybe Baltimore Ravens. Well, every, every other team has, except for the you Chicago know that, Bears. Oh, I know all too well. Every, every other team, every other team except for the Chicago Bears has given up at least 100 points. Chicago's given up 96. So everyone else in the NFL has and at they least had a 100. Week. And they had a bye week already. Yeah. So, wow. That's yes. crazy. 
back. Well, real quick How about before the Cowboys, well, though. Come on. Before we come move on. away from, come we, on. All right, let's move away. Give me some credit. Okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville uh, Jaguars get blown out again, back to back weeks. And I'll point this out. This is back to back blowouts from Jacksonville after beating the Jets and going for two and Doug Marone trying to embarrass the Jets. So uh, karma, Scott Linehan right at you. Using Cole Beasley, and then choosing to actually use a slot receiver with Dak. That's that's what did it. Do that more, and they'll be they'll be just fine. But the fact that it took this long, it, it, well, yeah, you shouldn't, I mean, I it shouldn't take this long for you to figure overall. out your own offense. I would say that. I'd still want change overall across the board for coaching, but at least for this year, I can say, okay, you did a good enough job to at least maybe give us something to hope for. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like good, good job. You made a good move, but it took you six weeks to figure out, oh, hey, yeah, we could use this guy this way. Better late than never? I mean... As, as they say? Yes, you always want the win, but... I don't know. The division's not looking spectacular. Now, now is it better late than never no, that? It's not. Is it better late than never that uh, Jacksonville still has Blake Bortles as the quarterback? I I think okay because he's played terribly and everyone he's in sports he's is, just bordering all over the place. Everyone in sports is talking about should should the Jaguars move on? That means he'll have a spectacular week. This week, and everyone would be like, "Well, <laughs> maybe true. not." Put That's what he does. They play the Texans, so this is actually oh, okay. going to be really well. This is going to be interesting because whoever wins this game is going to take division lead. This is a huge game. Yeah. So this yeah. is, and this is a home game. Now the Jaguars are very different at home. They play extremely well at home. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be definitely a test for the Texans, uh, as well as the Jaguars. So. I don't know. I, I, this will be our. Is this gonna be one of our picks for the week? Uh, I may. I may actually have one. Hey, so. hey, you have freedom to pick whatever games you want. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get when we get there. I'll, I'll be sure to to make it that pick known. But uh, anyway, uh, with that being said, yes, uh, th- this will be a big week so, for Blake yes. Bortles. Um, oh, oh, I think. Are you predicting it? Are you put, are you laying it down? Blake Bortles has three hundred yards passing. <laughs> No, well, I don't know. Maybe the biggest thing with them has been their run game, and that's really what's helped him to develop as a quarterback. Is the fact that Leonard, even last year, Leonard Fournette, being Leonard Fournette, uh, allowed him to be a, a a better quarterback than what he actually is. So having the support of a run game really helped him out last year, um, just to kind of keep his job. But now you lose Leonard Fournette, you lose T.J. Yeldon, you bring in Jamal Charles. And um, anyway, we'll see what happens with that. But we're seeing that Blake Bortles isn't a guy that you can give the ball to and expect to win a game. Um, He has to have the support of a good run game. I I do think that they bring in some competition for him. I think they draft a QB within the first four rounds. Eli Manning, anybody? Any takers? Eli Manning? The only way... Mid-season? And... I don't know. I don't know if you say that because of the tie with Tom Coughlin. Yeah, the to- the, the only reason I say is Tom Coughlin. Okay, so <laughs> the only reason I brought that up, Tom Coughlin, and, and that president of, of I guess that Jack could Wars. be a possibility, but I just don't see it happening. Or say I'm not playing there. I guess he didn't block a trade. He's oh, with, in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Coughlin's trying to build longevity with that team. I mean, and you, you can't argue the fact that he knows how to build a team. Um, I, I don't see him bringing Eli there. As, as Eli. much as he loves him, respects him, and has found success utilizing him in a good system, right? I, I don't think Eli's a good fit. This is speculation. I think that if if Leonard Fournette was healthy, Blake Bortles was playing this badly, then you might bring in Eli Manning at that point because this is this would be a more of a win now, Jacksonville Jaguars, because 
typically, I mean, the, the last year their defense was great. This year their defense has really struggled. Now, is their defense struggled because of the offense? I think that has something to do with it. Their ineptitude on offense points, is though? terrible. I mean, but you, when you're out there look as at, much as they are. Look at Denver last year. Look at Denver defense last year. When you're out there as much as they are because your offense just can't move the ball, I mean, that that's tough on any defense. Right. So I, I think that if, if Leonard Fournette have, had still been healthy right now, I still think that the Jaguars have enough talent, de- even defensively and offensively, that the Eli Manning trade would have made more sense. But with it being now where you don't have a healthy Leonard Fournette, you don't know how long he's going to be out. That's why they went out and got Jamal Charles. You don't know how long TJ Yeldon's going to be out for either. I mean, but now it's, I just don't think it'd be a smart move because of what Peyton mentioned that Tom Coughlin's trying to build a team with longevity. He'd be way more of just a band-aid solution. But as mentioned, if they were a win now team, I, I could see that happening. I don't see it happening now yeah, though. With you. Mm-hmm. Well, you we already mentioned a little bit of week seven. Not too many good games to talk about. Uh, so one thing, before we get to our picks, before we get to the picks, one thing to mention, which you were harping on with the NBA as far as parity and the regular season and, wow, there's like four teams that can win. Look at the NFL this year. How many teams do you think have a, have a realistic shot to win? Those- it's, it's six weeks in. How those How nine and seven New York Giants teams do those years? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get it. You have your you have your best pick. Yeah, but there, but how did they do that? This is a different playoffs, game. Can, but they did that with defense. They right. did that with defense, run game. Well, I think and a solid cor- a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think you still do it with defense, even though your regular season is all about offense. You get to the you get into the playoffs. The team that's going to okay. Well, other than the top other than the top four teams, which. Which team has a defense that's good enough? Which team that's around 500 or so has a defense that's good enough, has a Hall of Fame quarterback that, other than the top four teams that. that Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely parity this year, I would say, too. Um, even just more so in the middle of the pack, I feel like. You well, really there's not don't. that many bo- bottom teams either. That's right. No. There there's not that many bottom there's really teams. Not. There's a lot of middle teams. There's, that's right. So it, it is an exciting year in football. I think it's kind of an unusual year. Uh, I mean, e- even just seeing Chicago come up from being last to right now first. Cleveland winning a few games. I mean, they're, they're still uh, a, f- a little bit behind in their division. But just seeing them at least compete like they are. Uh, the J- the Jets being three and three somehow. Um, I mean, playing they're going to play Minnesota this week, most likely a loss, but still with the uh, a chance to go above five hundred. I mean, it's really early in the year, but it is a fun year. It's been a really fun year of football so far. Yeah, it's been incredibly unpredictable. That's for sure. I I do see Houston having a chance. They've they've got to figure out some consistency. Yeah, like their their defensive line is playing great yep um their defense as a whole don't get you me know, started on jj watt <laughs> their defense <laughs> as a whole has not looked Fake. awful uh you know their secondary is leaving a lot to be desired yeah. with that's matthew, their weak spot with matthew back there you know you'd expect a little bit more productivity because he, he's a leader he's going to make the guys around him a little oh, better sure. but i feel like he's leaving a lot to be desired and their offense is just like they're getting down the field but then you know what's happening? Where are you are, you know, you're you're stalling. Granted, their run game has not been has not been too terribly productive from my point of view. 
and you know people are going to pay attention to DeAndre. Granted, he's still going to make plays, but you know what, what else are you going to do? Are, are, are you going to be able to run the ball to open up Deshaun throwing? They're going to throw the ball to to Kiki Cutie. Yeah, which I come mean, on. he's <laughs> come on. He's he's been doing well, but you've you've got to have a run game. You've got to balance your offense. What you mean? So Deshaun Watson designed runs where he gets killed is in a run game. Bill O'Brien, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Bill O'Brien, I don't, I don't know. know what he's, he's doing. He's gonna. It's gonna get to a, an RG three situation if he's not careful. Where you've got somebody with a lot of talent that you get them in trouble and hurt them. Right. And I feel like that. I feel like that first and second year ruined RG three. So real quickly here, your friend uh, Matthew, he asked Andrew Luck MVP. Let's talk that for a second. And who's Andrew I, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, not so. even in the top. <laughs> Matt, oh, uh, wait, but okay. that's a good question, though. Who's who's you think leading a one in five Colt team? Oh gosh, Pat Mahomes. Matt's still? bringing that up because he's a fellow Colts fan. Yeah, so. I think it's Woo. between two people right now: uh, Todd Gurley and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Todd yeah. Gurley. That's a good one. Yeah, running back and uh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, had to agree with that. Would would you say Jared Goff has a chance? I mean, he's in the conversation. He didn't have a great game last week. He, yeah. I, I would say before last week, yeah, what, yeah, I would say Honestly, Todd Gurley yeah. had 200 yards and two touchdowns last week. I would still say it's uh, it's Todd Gurley. Khalil Mack. I mean, you definitely last could play week him. again too. Mm-hmm. But before last week and losing to Miami and having Miami put up 30 plus points and he was almost MIA. Most not, no pun intended, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. So yeah, no. How, hey, Aaron Rodgers. No, uh, not a good enough. I don't team. know. <laughs> well, he's had he had two pretty not great weeks. He's last I, week. I feel I feel bad. That for was not Rogers. his. Oh yeah, it's, I will talk about it one day. But man, are they wasting? Sorry, his Michael, but you're man. Are they wasting his prime? What would you say if Drew Brees picks up his uh, touchdown count? If he starts getting some completions, getting a little bit more in his uh, passing game, sure. would you say? Because right now he's eleven touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'll I'll jump on this too. Eleven I think, touchdowns. I think New Orleans comes out of the NFC to the Super Bowl actually. I, I can see it. Their, their I could defense see it. has got to get stops. I mean, I could see it, but I I don't know, man. L.A. is just ridiculous as far as just their talent level. And they've I, given at least an the NFC Championship game, but I could see them getting past they, LA They've given up points. but There's a little bit more seasoned, more veteran. Well, uh, they are. I mean, uh, well, you look at you look at the – this is what's killing L.A. right now. Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, both out. Well, That's Peters what's is, killing him. I think Peters is playing. He might as well be out because he's been awful this year. But Tlaib is out. Well, did, did Peters just come back last week? He actually didn't miss a game. He actually played the week before. Shouldn't have. Got torched the whole game. I think he was ranked. Pro Football Focus ranked him like 106 out of 119 for cornerbacks this year. Like he's He's been atrocious, mainly probably because of injury, but... Yeah, their secondary is probably their weakness. Sure. Yeah, they, I was going to say, because you lose a guy like Tlaib as well. I mean, he's he's been a shutdown corner for most of his career. Peters is more of a – he's more of an opportunistic corner. But, um, yeah, I mean, you lose a guy like Tlaib, you're going to give up some, some points on the back end as far as that's concerned there. Well, but. let's get into the picks. Can somebody write those down? So they're on my computer. Somebody write these down and uh, take on my duties for the week. Uh, just write them right there. He's got it you on got the outline. Get it. The when we're looking for a schedule. The outline. Just Anybody to, got the you, outline? You write up? down who has picks. The NFL picks this week. Okay. <laughs> I'll, c- I'll come back and listen to it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get them down. 
Kyle, let's start with well, you. Well, can you update us first? Can you oh, us? yeah. Okay. Oh, I wonder why you asked. Because we haven't done this I, in a couple weeks. So <laughs> I wonder why he asked. He wants the update for NFL. Kyle, yes, you are leading. You are 11-4. and four. You went 2-1 and one last week, so you are at the top. We still have no stakes on this. We need to figure out some some stakes. Steak dinner for the winner? Oh, I was going to say, you're some saying actual steaks. steaks so. with, yeah. <laughs> that okay. does sound good. Some some frozen steaks, everybody. Kyle, 11 and 4. I'm at 10 and 5. Peyton, 8 and 7. Jared, only one behind, 7 and 8. But, Jared, hey. This is for, uh, this you is are, for NFL. You are coming back. I will say that. That's right. You started off a little rough. That's right. It's making a comeback. Making All a right. comeback. So, our three solid locks of the week. I'm going to go with the game tomorrow night. I'm going to say Denver is a solid win over Arizona. I will take uh, the Chargers over Tennessee. And I will take... You know what? Since I'm in the lead and I can go Fanish on this one, I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Redskins. I was waiting for you to say Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) You homer. (laughs) <laughs> that's a hard game to pick Detroit Miami you know I'll I'll go next and that's actually going to be one of my picks gonna pick I'm going to say Detroit over oh. Miami thank Luck you I like it I like I mean, uh, it no uh, huh? no no Tannehill's already ruled out he is, is he out. you got uh, Brock Sober hey it is Brocktober okay <laughs> oh, Brock Osweiler is playing <laughs> that's right I did do that today Brock Osweiler yes. was playing Brocktober that's, that's right uh, I'm also going to say Minnesota over the Jets. How dare you? Just uh, just for you Sam guys. Sam Darnold's. Uh, I'm, a, I'm also going to say Rams over the 49ers. You sure about that one? Positive. <laughs> uh, I will say I told Jared so, a few years ago when C.J. Beathard was coming out, I told him I felt like with time, with learning, he could be a capable hey, NFL quarterback. Is he there, hasn't looked bad. Is there a $129 or so million dollar difference between C.J. Beathard and, and uh, Jimmy G? Because I think not. <laughs> so, yeah. I, <laughs> Garoppolo, I feel like we still need to see him play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't. I don't that, know what he got, can do. You gave him all that money. Yeah, he did. He looked good for what he's played a little bit, but I still need to see him play. So you got your three picks in. Are you ready? Or you need me to go? Uh, go ahead and go. All right. Let's go. I'll go Monday night. Go all the way down to Monday night. The Giants <laughs> are a dumpster fire. <laughs> Falcons win in Monday night. Um, I will go with the – oh, that's a good game. Not going to pick that one, though. I will go with your Colts over not the Nathan Peterman Bills. Who's going to be there? Not the Josh Allen Bills, but the Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson Bills. Yes, I will be there for that game, actually. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. You're going to Indy? Yeah. Myself, oh my, uh, my sister, and my mom. He's going to Look old Lucas that. Oil, the Look house that. that Peyton built. So I'm one of the few people that can say, I saw Derek Anderson play at the end. In 2018. <laughs> yeah, I, I will pick the Andrew Lux. And uh, the Colts win that. And so Derek more. Anderson was the last Cleveland quarterback to have a winning record. 10-6. and six. Wow. Just look at where it's gotten him. Don't forget Braylon Edwards. That's right. Yeah, that was the year Braylon. Braylon had 16 touchdowns that year. 16. And he came to the Jets and ruined his career. Yeah, yeah, honestly, though, the first two years, he looked good with us. Looked really good with us. Jared's all about some Braylon. So I need one more pick here. I will go with 
the Eagles. The Eagles? Over the Panthers. Hmm. It's okay. a little risky. A little risky. All right. I am actually going to take a ton of risks this week. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I'm going, so you're picking the Rams. I'm going Chicago over the Patriots. It's at Chicago. I like that pick. Yes. Um, Chicago's defense at home, I like that pick. I, I do too, and I think that uh, I think the, the Bears' defensive line has a bounce-back week. I think hmm. Khalil Mack gets to Brady. So I'm going to go with Chicago against New England. I'm going to go with uh, Houston over the Jaguars. Mm. Mm-hmm, that's right, Peyton. Take it in. Mm. Take it in. Houston over the Jags. And then, uh, you know, I think I'm also going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Kansas City over Cincinnati. That's a good pick. I like it. Well, there they are. The NFL – Locks of the week. We're doing pretty good in NFL. Records are looking all right. At least last week we did pretty good. College football, on the other hand, we had a brutal week. Well, did all of us have a brutal week? I mean, he got his Tennessee game right. He still went boom. I think he still went two and three. I don't care. He still went two and three. I don't care at all. Which is so much better than the rest of us. We'll get to those picks a little bit later. Let's jump right in. Hey, Nick Bosa, leaving OSU. Thoughts? (laughs) Thoughts? <laughs> Peyton wants to jump right on into this one. <laughs> All right. O H N O. I I'm oh no. You've got twenty seconds. I'm I'm reserving some Peyton time for this one. <laughs> okay, so I I don't think that that is an unwise move for Nick Bosa. Um, I stated a few episodes ago. I don't think that he was very cohesive with the team when he ended up getting hurt. Um, and he went out, he sat alone on the bench. That's, that's not typical unless uh, there's, there's something between you and your fellow teammates. Now, granted, they could come out and say, oh, no, we love Nick. Okay, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Um, to me, I see issues between a guy who you know, just like his brother, has an ego. Um, and I, I think he's more focused on himself and what his career could be. Uh, I think that's evidenced by this decision. Um, I, I don't fault him for the decision at all. It may be the better move for him, uh, but I don't think that he. I don't think that he was a proper teammate. Um, their defense started looking better after he got hurt. Their defense started to uh, be a bit more productive, a bit more driven once he was on the sideline. So I'm. Happy for, uh, granted, I'm not an Ohio State fan by any means. Um, I prefer to see them lose. But I am happy for their defense that they have what I believe uh, was a necessary action of him not playing for them anymore. Uh, I think that helps their defense out tremendously. I I won't disagree with you. I think they've been a little bit better without Bosa uh, on the starting line there. I I don't know that they're getting the push up front without him, though, that they had before. I mean, the defense has looked a little bit better as far as production-wise, but I don't know if they're going to still have that same push, which I worry down the line the Big Ten's going to hurt. I I don't blame him at all for doing this, and I don't think a single player in that locker room has a problem with him doing this. I don't. I think they they see it. They're all in the same position, especially at a school like Ohio State. You have most of the players in that team who have NFL aspirations when they come in as a – as a recruit, they come in there with it, and they understand what's at play. They understand the fact that he even he's, he has a surgery. If he does come back, he's not coming back until November, so he's not going to be back for many games as it is. And you're risking multi millions of dollars, especially for a guy like Nick Bosa, 
for me to go into your career and have that money. So I don't think I don't think there's a single player in that locker room who's going to blame him for doing this, and I don't blame him as a person at all for doing it. You, you have with, to look out for yourself. With his return, uh, I I also think that he was going to be a player that was going to sit out his bowl game. Uh, I don't the, unless the bowl game un, unless they were in the playoffs. I think he was going to sit out for his bowl game. So I think he's making that call early by making this decision. The only unfortunate thing is that we don't know the extent of his injury. We don't know how bad it was because if it was bad enough to where they were saying, "Hey, you may be able to come back for the last game of the year," something along those lines, where it's like, "I want to make sure that I'm fully healthy." Now, if he if he was actually they were telling him, "Hey, you could come back potentially this week or next," and for him to now pull out at this point I think is kind of a a low move to his teammates but if it's one of those things where as you're mentioning you want to make sure the guy's healthy going into the NFL so if if they were telling him hey you're going to be out for an extensive amount of time you're going to be out for a while with this injury then it's like okay I want to make sure that I'm healthy I want to make sure that I'm getting myself ready for the NFL but as mentioned if it's something where they were telling him hey you're going to be able to play here in the next week or two and he he dipped out like that 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 to me that's where it's a little bit different so i wish i would actually what know read, how long he was actually gonna be out what for. i read is what they were saying the hopeful earliest would have been msu which was week that's the second to last third third to last game of the season okay so, so I mean, you're talking week 10 and see that makes more sense that if that makes a lot more sense for him to, to go ahead and just say hey i'm gonna pull out uh, of enrollment and just focus on get myself healthy, get myself ready for the draft. Um, I I respect a little bit more. I mean, we saw this with Jadavion Clowney. We saw it with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, this isn't a new thing. Sit out of the bowl games. This is something new. A guy of of a guy. That's what I'll say. Where it's going to be disappointing eventually, I think, is if you see guys that start to do this more often. I I can't blame them though. Like as much as it's disappointing to see guys still the number one overall prospect right. in a lot in I a mean, lot of rankings it's sad to see because you're losing a guy you're not gonna be able to see him play the rest of his year in college football and as a college football fan we want to be able to watch that but i think it's going to be a trend that you're going to see more of. i don't you're think you're going to see, gonna see players. healthy players no not year. healthy but you're going to see more guys who are coming back Coming from injury, injury who are going to step back and say i don't want to play like I, I want to be able to make sure i'm good to go. well by then the eye test if they're already at the point where they think that the scouts think that they're going to be a high pick then what's the point of them even really p- performing unless they're potentially going to be in the playoffs. That's what I mean. When they, conversation. When they, they're coming back for their next year. I think they have every intention of going into it. But if you have a guy who gets hurt coming in off the an middle, injury. Of his, in middle of his senior year. Because you don't year. want the Jalen Smith effect from, exactly. from Notre Dame a couple of years ago where the guy still hasn't been able to recoup. Right. Okay, so uh, Cleveland.com actually uh, reported out that um, his expected return was October 20th. So to, oh, in three days. A lot sooner than what? Interesting. What, what four, to, four, to, four to six week recovery, um, but uh, they're mentioning in there. Urban Meyer uh, was saying, um, but he got, he got injured week two. How would to make a four to six week? It wouldn't be that quick. I mean, we're only week five right now. Uh, well, he'd be. This is actually week yeah, seven. So this is week uh, seven. Yeah, we're recapping seven week seven. Yeah, we're in week. We're seven, previewing eight. week eight. Okay, so, so he'd be yeah, he'd yeah. be in the middle of that period of time. Yeah. Um, so with, I, with them still being in the conversation for being in the playoff, it's kind of like, I mean, if I was a teammate, I'd be like, okay, I understand that you want to get your money, but I, I also, I, I bled, sweat. Does it does it make a difference? That he plays you defense and he's not all a summer long running back, yeah. big name position. I, in, in a spot that you have at Ohio State, you have three deep at every 
key spot on defense like that, I, I don't think it's as big as a deal as, as if you're the starting quarterback or mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess starting running back at Ohio State, that's okay to you, three deep at running back. So, um, I, I think he, his mindset is I've shown enough. Right. I've shown enough for my – and I, do, I don't agree. Drafts. I don't think for a second he did not. I, I I'm not going to go in and say that I didn't think he wants to be there because if he didn't want to be there, he wouldn't have come back for this year to play. He would have entered the draft right away after last year. He came back because he wanted to be there for a championship team, and he getting hurt scared him. And he doesn't want to risk what he can have in the future in the NFL. Well, real quick, we had a couple of big games week seven, but and then we'll get a little, a little bit of ranking updates, and then we'll get the week eight quickly wrap it up there. Uh, Michigan. Handily beat Wisconsin. Didn't think it was going to be that bad, but I it, did. it was, <laughs> unfortunately. Another home game, of course, so they, they win that. Wisconsin is extremely underwhelming. You, you don't like Hornibrook? No, he's not. <laughs> Hornibrook is not doing well. He is not nearly what we thought he was going atrocious. to be. He's been atrocious. His QBR is actually okay, but he has not looked good. His decision-making has not been good. It's that his, offensive line yeah. for Wisconsin has not been good this year. Which um, which I'll say Jonathan Taylor has looked good. Jo- Jonathan Taylor has been their he's best piece good. of it, but he but he still, can't he can't carry the team. No. No, he, especially when your line's not giving you enough and holes. How many to points be able did they give up? In that game? Yeah. Well, 40, 40 plus, I think. No, it was 30 34 something. or something. Yeah, I think it was 34 to 7. And it, uh, it was 38-13. There was a couple of... 38? Late in the game, both teams had in yeah. your third string players. So, so it was a little bit of garbage points. We'll, we'll talk about Michigan a little bit more, obviously. Right. That's you not, guys have a pretty big game. I think Michigan is overrated, is overrated, but that's not me harping on Michigan. Yeah. I'll let you, oh, I'll let you just, get to that. I'm saying Wisconsin yeah. is very... I'm shocked underwhelming. at how underwhelming Wisconsin has been this year. I was, uh, I think I was actually more surprised by LSU beating Georgia yeah, by 20. So we're going to get to that, yeah. LSU handily beat Georgia. Georgia's offense disappeared all game. They, which is which is a very unusual because, honestly, Georgia didn't lose much. And for them, to as far as to the draft last year, they lost Sonny Michelle. Backs. I say they lost Sonny Michelle and, and Nick Chubb. But they have Swift – uh, as well, who yeah. has looked good, and their defense really didn't lose much either. So for the fact that they lost as bad as they did, I know it was at LSU. LSU is a tough place to play, but, and then LSU coming off the loss last week. Exactly, exactly. So the the fact that they they beat them as badly as they did was just a shock. Um, I, I mean, I still think Georgia and I, honestly though, Georgia, LSU, Alabama, those that that little. Uh, triangle there that's going to be interesting to see who comes out um, between those three teams because Georgia and Alabama potentially could wind up playing each other in the SEC championship game and then of course LSU and Alabama is going to be a great game as well so speaking of LSU speaking of Michigan a little bit of rankings update because we're getting pretty close to you know you're getting pretty close to conference play and uh, eventually to the playoffs LSU jumps all the way to number five from 13. So they, they get a huge leap there. Michigan going all the way up to number six. Overrated. Texas, I believe, was at, Nobody I think else. they're at nine. It kind of it got cut out there. <laughs> Texas is at seven right now. Te- Texas is at seven. Yeah, that, okay. U, uh, UF, so you have Florida getting up to 11. So you have a lot of big names. Oregon at 12. Penn State drops to 18. Miami and Auburn drop out completely. Any surprises here 
with the rankings themselves? Surprises? I, there's nothing well, that, that Michigan. surprises. That Michigan. No, it doesn't surprise you. me. I mean, they, they came in the season number I'm not going to lie. It did surprise me a little bit. Uh, why would, uh, this is me getting into my – U of M is a money program. There's no reason for why I wouldn't think that U of M would get a number six in the country. I'll say Especially not just them. teams by a lot. LSU, them LSU, I know LSU and Michigan had big wins, but them jumping up that high kind of surprised me. Georgia to drop to eight and not six – Surprised that surprised me. me. I don't think Georgia should have gone below. I think Georgia should be above Michigan right. and should be above Texas. Well, that's what I'll say looking at it. We're talking in the rankings. And again, as much as I hate Michigan, this is not me harping on Michigan as I hate them. And there's just a lot of other teams on there that are better than Michigan. Texas, I think, would beat Michigan. Georgia. Oklahoma would. I think Florida would give them a run for their money. Oregon would. West Virginia. I mean, I, I look at Georgia lost to a very good-looking LSU team. Very. Uh, and Texas barely beat a less than average Baylor. So to me, that doesn't tell me Texas is better than Georgia. Well, see, the thing is with Texas, now they keep winning. The thing with Texas is they're not winning. They're not going to win like these other teams up there. Their, their style of football is going to be punching them out early, get up quick, and, and then they just ride it out. They're not... They they're don't destroy the anybody. They're, they're not destroying the anybody. Well, they scored 48 points in Oklahoma. I mean, but they didn't destroy. It was a close, close game. game but I mean, yeah. So all their games there. are close. No matter. Look at all their games. They're going to be close. No mo- almost. No matter what. Yeah. They lost to Ma- Maryland. So, but I don't think that discounts them for being up top. They're no. winning these games. I think they're. I think they're top 10 worthy. But I think Georgia's better, hands I down. I think what I'm most surprised by. Is the fact that UCF is actually is cracked the top ten? Well, let's not talk. So this this actually it makes it very interesting because let's say just for sake of argument, for whatever reason, Notre Dame happens to slip and lose a game. Well, then we look at LSU and Alabama. They asked they still have to play each other. Let's say well, let's say for sake of argument, LSU beats Alabama. So that'll be Alabama with two losses because they're going to lose this weekend too. <laughs> so Alabama's out. <laughs> Alabama is out. Uh, a phrase that I wish. Why are you wearing that? Would actually happen. Then? That's true. Uh, so I could sweat on it and <laughs> smell disgusting. Michigan and Ohio State still have to play each other. I believe Michigan still has to play Penn State. Michigan Am I correct? Still has to play Penn State. So uh, let's say Penn State beats Michigan. Michigan beats Ohio State. State I'm just saying Michigan. UCF could potentially somehow. Uh, they have to have some teams lose. Could we get two ACC teams in? They, they, I don't think so. Now they could. I think what hap- what helps them the most is their year last year. That's exactly right. They're they're showing totally a agree consistent back to back. Season of success with a coaching change. All this is saying is there's probably still 15 teams that probably have a shot in the playoffs. I totally agree. I'm gonna, but I'll say this: when you're talking to UCF, I would think a two-loss conference champion. No, I don't think so. I think they do over UCF. I don't. I don't think they will. The committee has said over and over that they will pick the best four teams regardless of record. They've said it. I mean, and you cannot convince me or I don't think anybody else in the committee that no matter if UCF is an undefeated team again and goes that route. You could have convinced a lot of people last year. But they also could have convinced a lot of people last year that they were one of the top four teams. They also say that a conference championship weights a lot heavier. If you're a two-loss team, did you win your conference? We will also get a much better idea of where where they kind of rank UCF when the actual playoff rankings come out. Next week. Is that next week? Next, next week. week. So we'll get a much better because they do at least do the first two out. 
So if, if we see some teams that are losing here on, on above them, and if they're within the, the first two out, and then some of these other teams lose, and UCF still continues strong and, and is winning those games, you have to put them in at the end of the season if they're there. So that's why I, I'd be interested to see how that plays out as far as the actual playoff committee is concerned. Now, and you've got UCF with actually uh, some some big games uh, coming up with uh, uh, twenty Cincinnati and twenty one UCSF. They're ranked. They're ranked. They're, they're both they're undefeated. Ranked. That's right. They're both undefeated. That's right. So their schedule has actually helped itself with the success of other teams within their conference. Play a Power Five conference team and win, and I'll say that's that's what they want. They want to prove it. They want to prove it in the playoffs. They beat Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, and unfortunately, we talked about this. I remember bringing it You're up. Right. Okay, they did. They beat. They did beat a Power Five conference team. But UNC, UNC, they didn't get a play because of the hurricane. So they they and missed they out on ACC USC. opponent. They now and actually I know you're laughing over there but Pitt almost beat Notre Dame who you're so high on. So uh anyway, very close, very close. Pitt plays Notre Dame close often. That's that's not surprising. <laughs> often. So Pitt, Pitt plays a lot of teams close. close. Pat Narduzzi. They they're they're an underrated team. Yeah. They don't have superstars. No. So you mean when we do our Heisman game right now, you're not going to pick Pitt's quarterback. No. For for your Heisman favorite, no. All right, well, I, I I'm I'm a little shocked. I have no idea who you're gonna pick for your Heisman favorite now. So, plus uh, UCF uh, UCF would still Heisman. Oh, he yeah, doesn't want to do Heisman. I'm, okay, he doesn't want to do Heisman. Real, real okay. quick, I wanted to bring this up. Okay, UCF would play Houston in their championship game in their conference championship game. So Houston has a win over a Power Five conference against Arizona. Um, and they did lose to, to Texas Tech. I, he's but digging. He's digging hard. I am digging. He's digging hard. Hey, but they win if they win against because Houston has to play he's, Navy. They he's play at even Navy. Harder. They play at Navy, and they play USF, who is ranked. So if All they right. can happen, so let's say Houston wins out. Let's say Houston wins out. <laughs> We're gonna this, save this. Let's save I'm this. just this, saying this. they, they have they have thing. a legitimate argument. I'm with this Jared. UCF I'm with Jared 100. percent Not with Jared, but this I'm just UCF like, thing is the exact same thing as it was back in 2009, 2010, when everybody wanted hey. Boise State to have a no, 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 no. The thing that's different. The thing that's different is that you have an actual playoff of four that get in instead of just two. Because but if it was wanna, four, if it was four back then, would you want a Boise State? Boise State, State would have made it. They absolutely one of those. Years. The last Who, of the season. One of those years. One of these years. One of those years they, they went. They would have been in a playoff. playoff. They were one never year, top they? four at the end of the regular season. I, I don't think so because Boise State wasn't stretching to play tough teams. They they scheduled. They TCU? did schedule teams. They scheduled Virginia Tech one year. So they actually did try to schedule uh, Power 5 schools. They they did not get I I don't I don't like their schedule. I mean, granted, I hate Boise State with a passion. Oh, I know you do. Well, let's try this um, one more time. Heisman game. All right. <laughs> and <laughs> this is where we pick our favorite for Heisman. Every pi- uh, every person picks a different Heisman. Speaking of UCF, <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of UCF, Mackenzie Milton. There you go. So I guess I'm going to guess so. You're going to stay with Mackenzie Milton. I'm staying with Mackenzie Milton. I'm Mr. With U- Murray. Mr. UCF over there. I'm sticking with Dwayne Haskins. And I am not going to stick with Will. Oh, giving up on Willie, huh? Will Greer disappointed me just as much as Taco Bell disappointed me <laughs> about an hour ago where they gave me a beef burrito without beef. 
That's Will Will Greer. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Will Greer. No beef. Yeah, Will Greer is a is a vegetarian burrito that costs a dollar fifty. That's Will Greer. I'm gonna go with the Heisman favorite, uh, Tua. I don't. I can't even say his last name, but it's Tua. Which, for whatever reason, none of us had picked him. Yeah, I have no idea why he he lasted this long. Nobody picked him for some reason. Probably because Jared had Mackenzie Milton, and it threw everybody Mackenzie off. Mackenzie Milton. It just threw everybody off. So, can anybody say his last name for me? Tua Tagovailoa. There you go. Bam. Okay. My yeah. brother-in-law wants you to see this. Just go ahead and read that, I guess. I already see the top. <laughs> we'll get into our week eight previews. Uh, let me update our college pick through week seven. Kyle, you're sitting at the tide at the top again. So he had at the top in, in NFL. You're living large here in, in, in these pick So this is this is good. You know, you got to capitalize on this. And, and get some get some uh, stakes on this. The problem this week is: Do I be fanish or do I be foolish? Do a little bit of both. A little bit. Do a little bit of both. So, fan-ish. Kyle, you're sitting at 24 and 13 through seven weeks. Jared, you are sitting at 20 and 17. Peyton is at 20 and 17 as well, and I'm at 24 and 13. So, we are the same. They are the same. Week eight, got five good games. Do we start with? We go all around. I forgot how we did this. Yeah, we go all around for the game, and then mm-hmm. all right. Let's start with the first game. The first game. You want to start with the fir- you want to do this first or last? Let's. Uh, I'd like to keep our two games because it's a rivalry game for Peyton here too. Let's do them last this week. So keep the, these two games. Well, last. no, Tennessee. Not, not Ten- Tennessee's not ranked though, are they? <laughs> no. Okay, so we'll do mine last. Yeah, well, no, no, I don't not, even have no. I don't even have Tennessee on on the thing. That's fine. Oh, we can we can yeah. add them. We can add them. <laughs> bonus game. I don't, I don't care if it goes against my record. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's start with Oregon. Number twelve Oregon coming off a big win last week. Uh, now they play the other Washington team, and they play number twenty five Washington State at Washington State. Who wins? Oregon. Oregon is a team that is being left out of that top group of teams right now mm-hmm. and i think that oregon team is definitely a playoff worthy team being in right now mm-hmm. the only reason they lost that game to stanford is because of coaching they should have been taking knees do they have the number one and overall pick in the draft oh in the uh, court, yeah <sighs> i think so if the giants are sitting at one yeah i think so yeah he i don't know currently right now i think they do but i think and this is the thing too you want to look at it like I think everybody keeps in mind, kind of like you think when you think of Oregon, you think of the still the Chip Kelly kind of yep. play, run up and score a thousand points in a game. That's not their style right now. They're playing really good defense, really mm-hmm. good defense for a Pac-12 team, and that offense looks really good too. I mean, it's not going to be score forty points on you, but they can control the time of possession. They've still you know, got some kinks to work out, but I I agree with you. I like their offense. I, I hope to see them jump up and be in that top. Group of, I'd like to see Oregon be able to get into the playoff. Side note, this is, I believe, I, th- I think I heard this a couple of days ago. This is the first time college game day is going to Washington State. Oh. That's big. Hey, yeah. congratulations. Are Pullman. they the Cougars? Cougars? What are they? Yeah. Cougars? Yeah. Go Cougars. No, I'm not picking the Cougars, but I'll, I'll pick I'll pick Oregon as well. But go. Congratulations, Cougars, for having college game mm-hmm. day. Uh, Peyton, you said Oregon? Uh, no, but go Ducks. I, I like Herbert. <laughs> no, but still go Ducks. So you're going Washington State? I think Herbert has... A, a great day. Wait. No, no, I'm going Oregon. <laughs> so he said, no, go Ducks, but he's picking Oregon. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he didn't pick so Oregon at the time that, that you asked him. Yeah. Oh, so that's why like, he said no. He I, I was so lost. I'm confused. Okay. He so asked you, did you pick did you Oregon? He said, no, 
Go no, Ducks. I hadn't picked yet. Oh, picked yet. oh, oh. We got no, you. I hadn't. I thought you were saying watch this day, and I was kind of shocked. No, only that. only two people had picked. No, I hadn't picked yet. Go Ducks. <laughs> I, I believe in Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I, we cleared that. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going Oregon as well. So clean sweep there. All of us going sweep. Oregon. We know what happens when we clean sweep. At least last week it didn't go too well. Uh, so game two, we're gonna go to the SEC. Sadly, Missis- uh, number 22, Mississippi State. They cracked the rankings. They are at Louis- uh, Louisiana gets another. What did you call them? Was it you a couple weeks ago that was hey, calling them Louisiana yeah, State? What? I was playing NCAA College Football 14. And, and it said Louisiana State. Louisiana State. And I was like, take that, Mike. <laughs> so, <laughs> so at Louisiana State, who gets another home oh, I game. Gave, I give you a hard time for that. You don't say Louisiana State. You say LSU. They are not well, considered. Herbstreit That's true. NCAA the real 14, Death so. Valley, no, right, Jared? No, no, The real Death not. Valley. No, no, no. <laughs> LSU. So you mean Texas? Where's, where's AJ? God. Where's AJ when you need him? LSU. LSU. I feel like they only play home games. We say that about a lot. Oh, are we <laughs> picking Notre Dame right now? <laughs> no, we're picking Michigan. Uh, LSU for me as well. Sweep. Another sweep. Another sweep. All right. LSU again. Well, let's get to – we'll wait on Clemson. Let's get to – hey, TCU. They find their way back into our pickums. Number nine, Oklahoma, trying to salvage the year. They're at TCU, who desperately needs this win. Do they get it? Sooners. You're picking your Heisman. I, I think Oklahoma just had an off week. It's Oklahoma. They always lose one game in the year. Oklahoma. That's actually true. But no, but they don't have Bob Stoops anymore. It doesn't matter. They, they, Oklahoma is Oklahoma. They always lose one game a year. It's so there's no Oklahoma. There's Clemsoning. There's Bordeling. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Okay. I, I will also... Say Oklahoma. I'm a little torn. Do you want to go last? Oklahoma. You can go last. I'm going to pull a Thomas. Gonna, gonna do it? I'm going to be Thomasing. Oh. TCU. Oh. Gary Patterson at home. I was close. Peyton. I was close. You know, I never pick I for their close. players. I pick for Gary Patterson. I, I, I will tell you this. I, I, would, I want Gary Patterson to watch I, this just to know how much I believe I in probably, that. I probably would have picked, been there with you if it wasn't for this next game where I'm probably going to have to go out on a limb where we have NC State undefeated Wolfpack yeah. at number three, uh, number 16, should be higher, uh, at number three Clemson. I'll go for it. You're going to like me. Go Wolfpack. I'm with you. I'm going, I say go, go Wolfpack. Wolfpack. I think... I think Clemson will have one slip up in the air, and I think this will be the slip up. This isn't the first time that I, uh, I'm not NC State's going to be super trouble. bold on this pick. No, I'm not like super it. bold either. But I, I think that if I'm going to have a one where I'm going to be able to pick an underdog to be able to do it, I think this is the game to make it happen at. Payton? In C State. Oh, my goodness. I, wow. I, I, think, I think they move on top into the ACC with this, the, and they shake the, up the college football world like we talked before they have a quarterback who's been there for 10 years uh it seems um how many red shirts did that guy get hey yeah who has the most quarterbacks in the nfl right now michigan state i would say nc state i think nc state's just there with you are they uh you have philip rivers hall of famer okay you have russell wilson 
Although yeah. he was a technical uh, alumni three, of three Wisconsin. Three years at NC State. Three years well, at NC State. Well, you want to talk about which schools Aaron Rodgers played for and split yeah. you know, split everything apart. <laughs> three years at NC State. MSU, you got... Uh, Dave Drew, Dorian ruined it. You got Drew Stanton. Well, I, I wasn't done. Oh, you weren't done. You got oh. Mike Glennon. Okay. okay, you got Mike, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. You got Mike Glennon. So I think they have three. They have three. Okay, well, it's Michigan State then because yeah. they got... Michigan State's Kirk got Cousins. Drew, uh, Drew Stanton, Kirk Cousins, uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Um, I th- did Connor Cook get signed on a? On a I don't think uh, so. I don't think he did. I don't think so. I don't think he's on a roster. He's not on a roster he might. Right he now. might be on a practice squad. Okay. Um, and then so you're sitting at three. Well, you're sitting at three. Nick Foles. Played his freshman year at MSU. So <laughs> well, if did he play with no, no, Thomas okay, here? Okay, but how, did he play? Did he play? He did. He played. Uh, did he start? I don't think he ever started. Okay, so no, year. that doesn't count. Russell because Wilson Brian, started Brian, three years. He because he was there that Brian, yeah. in Brian Hoyer's senior year, and I think he played a couple games in Brian in Brian Hoyer's senior year, and then when uh, Keith Nickel transferred back from Oklahoma, um, he ended up transferring out to Arizona. So, we claim so Nick we, Foles here at LUO. We, we, that's right. we claim Nick Foles. So we're tied at three then. We both have tied three quarterbacks three. in the NFL. I'm going to make an even more bold prediction. I'm going to say Clemson wins by 14. Okay. Bold. It's a home game. I think Clemson has finally learned give the ball to Travis Etienne. Travis, Ooh. Travis Etienne hey, is having a Heisman-type season. You could switch your high, I'm surprised you haven't switched your Heisman. He is having a Heisman-type season. They are not going to let NC State have the ball, and if they do, the defense looked really, really good against Wake Forest. I think that that's going to carry you over into this game. You want to know why NC game. State's going to win? Cause, Go ahead. Because NC State is not over that game in 2013 when Taj Boyd stole that game away from us at NC State. I was at that game. <laughs> so you, I think you guys were three or four. You ranked three or four. Taj Boyd it was a close game. It was a Thursday night game. I remember. I skipped class. To go to the game. Martavis Bryant had a big game. Yes, he did. And so <laughs> because of that game, NC State's going to finally win. Well, NC State's always been really close uh, with Clemson these past five years. It's all They've all been really good games. Uh, but as mentioned, I think we, we actually run the ball and we run it very effectively this game. And the defense keeps Hen- uh, is it Henley, Hunley, what's it? Finley. Finley. They keep Finley on his. How rude. They keep Finley on his butt. So, so I am liking Clemson. I will say the past two years, I will say y'all have probably had the best defensive line in college football. In the past, paper, the past two years, NC State's offensive line has been very has good. Handled them. They've been good. Very well. Yes. Now, done granted, well. this is probably your best defensive and a, and line. And a little inside, three years. A little inside. It's probably because the food at NC State. It's amazing. <laughs> They've got some good food at their dining hall. <laughs> I I think the game comes down to the NC State offensive line. Yeah, it will. And I think that that's like for any team against, that plays up? against that plays against Clemson. As far as their defensive line, I think the offensive line has to play a perfect game for that to happen. They have if if they can because they're they're not just going to have to be pass protection. They're going to have to create the run. Uh-huh. Cuz your your whole defense is very well rounded. They're going to have to handle both aspects of their offense. Right. If they if they do that oh, that'll be a impressive. good game. That yeah, is yeah, absolutely. That's right. 
If they do that, it'll make for a very good game. All right, and then all right, last game. All right, so there it is. You guys go ahead. You, I'll go real did quick. We already do Tennessee We're Alabama. We're gonna give you the floor. We what? didn't do Tennessee Alabama yet, did we? Oh, okay. Not that's, yet. That's weeks. That's six. Did you Are say we week? Six? Did you say week? It's week. I'm sorry. Who beat Auburn this week? If we want, <laughs> Tennessee. We can, we can throw it in there if we want to pad our record against. <laughs> go ahead. Peyton, do it. Do it. Pad our. Okay, we'll Bama. do six. We'll do six games this week. Yes, right, we will. I will pick Bama. Bama. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that half a second pause. I'd love to be able to help you out here, buddy, but <laughs> sorry. V O L S V O L S. Go, balls, go. I'm going Tennessee, man. Uh, for two reasons. Because I love them. And also because I can't pick the other team. So. <laughs> You're t- it's this which literally, why, literally which the definition of bias. To help you out by not putting that game in here, <laughs> so that you can help your record. And I'm trying to help my own record by picking an extreme upset that pulls you guys down. Well, I actually, I love that all of you picked NC State, and I'm the only one that picked Clemson, that's, so that's go. nice. <laughs> um, that's, that's I'd love to be able to help you out on that, but. Tennessee could be the number two team in the country, and I'd still be picking this Alabama team. So pra- that's practically speaking, and hopefully speaking, Guarantano actually looked like he could throw the ball this last week. Mm-hmm. Alabama's secondary is not fabulous this year. If he can keep that up, because we didn't really have a rushing attack against Auburn, their their front line is filthy at stopping the run. Um, if we can keep up the passing attack and our defense be as productive as they were this last week, then I actually think we have a chance. MSU. All right, so I'm going to let you guys go MSU. Ahead, take the table. MSU. Let Jared, go ahead and uh, give his Harbaugh love over here. And MSU. Write it down. You're taking MSU? MSU. Like you pick. Home team. Always liked you, Thomas. Always liked you. <laughs> I mean, I've said this in the past. Michigan State <laughs> would be. That's smirk. I would say would be, would be my number two team because of the green. I love their green. But <laughs> Matches the Jets, right? And that's right. I just think Michigan's defense is too good, so I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say Michigan. Hmm. Got, some, got some numbers here for you. Oh, fun! I I know where you're gonna go with that, and um, I I trust D'Antonio and his defense at home. Um, Michigan State. Michigan State. Dude, I'm loving you guys right now. This is great. Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Michigan State by ten. Okay. All right. Oh. That's big. Big prediction. So. Here's where it comes down, and this is you know, U of M. You look on paper and what they've done. U of M is the better team. U of M is the healthier team. MSU is has a lot of beat up players right now. We have three wide receivers that are out. We have White that's out. Um, Chambers who got hurt in last week's mm-hmm. game and still missing Stowers. I don't think uh, those guys are back this week. So we're still going to be down on them. Luckily, we still have Felton Davis who has saved it for us. Saved it for us last week. He's good. He's good. He's very good. And this is where, when it comes down to, so you have the number one overall defense in the country with U of M. Um, they're the number one pat. They're not number one defense overall. Then they're number six overall. They're number one in pass defense. Mm-hmm. We're number one in run defense. At least we were at the end of last week. I haven't checked the updates to see if we're still number one or not. They did give up 200, 200 rushing yards to. Penn State, but that's because Penn State had two like eighty yard runs. You're still likely top um, five at least. I, I, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're st- I think we're still number one or number two. So, and this is I did this up. I t- tell this up now. U of M has played one more game than Michigan State has. The and I looked at the offenses that they each team has played and where they're ranked in that list of offenses they played this year. So, if you were to take the average ranking 
for MS or U of M's defense, they have average playing the 63rd best offensive team in the country. MSU, 66.3. That's pretty darn close mm-hmm. where they've been at. Yeah. And the thing where, where, I'm, where I have a little bit of hope on my side is that we kept Penn State, the number, I think they were number six offense in the country. Uh, number, sorry, number 13 offense in the country is what they were, to only 17 points. I, I feel pretty good about that. And they could have... Lewerke had a couple of passes that should have been picked off, so they should have had it. But we, our defense is able to keep them down to that. And that's where I have hope at. And this is where it is. Michigan's bread and butter this whole season has not been in a passing game. Granted, um, uh, he's looked okay um, in the passing game, but they, they haven't. he's never been in a position where he had to throw the ball to be in a game. It's Maybe a little passing. bit against Notre Dame, and he didn't look good when he tried doing it against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that they're going to be playing a pass rush like they fit played when they were against Notre Dame. I think that bodes well for MSU. Um, this is the other thing, too. We get talking in the rivalry thing. D'Antonio, and I'm not, I, think, I think if there's ever a time that Michigan and the history of this rivalry has ever been that they want in um, Ann Arbor, in Schembechler Hall, that they want to win this game, it's this year. I think that they are, the hatred towards MSU is highest in Ann Arbor than it's ever been. And they want this win. And so I think that they get up for this game as well, too. However, Mark D'Antonio, in his 11 years there, against Michigan in the spread. Do you have any idea his record is? 11 games he's played? Winning. Winning record. 11-0. He's 11-0 against the spread against Michigan. It's a seven-point game. They're at least going to cover. Um, so, with that being said, while I think U of M is, I hate saying this, is the better team, I'm definitely going with... I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be fanish and foolish here. I'm gonna go with Michigan State Spartans, and I'm gonna say they win by four. Well, if you're being fanish and foolish, then three of us are as well. I like it though. The, That's the three of us. Can Can I add on top of your D'Antonio argument? Yeah. Uh, granted, D'Antonio. I don't think anyone would deny the fact that he's a clutch coach. Yeah. When it comes down to it, he can do very well. He's had some slip ups, sure. um, but you know. What coach hasn't? Right. Uh, even Nick Saban has had those slip-ups. What but, assistant of Nick Saban's hasn't lost to Nick Saban? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I noticed in the game this last week, uh, they shared a stat. Uh, and I just looked up the all-time. So all-time against top 10 teams, he's 10-9. and nine. Since 2011, he's 10-5. and five. I, He knows how to coach a game. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's some people that are just saying, well, sometimes athletes are just better. Oh, coaching, coaching is so important. And that success rate that goes, that goes into a lot of my decision to, to pick you guys. Lewerke is less than exciting. Shea Patterson, less than exciting. I think in addition to the coaching, it's which quarterback doesn't screw up as much. Uh, I'm going to say 24, 13 Michigan. That's my score. I say that because both defenses are very good. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game, kind of like the Penn State game last week. But I'm looking at – and stats don't always tell the whole story, but Lewerke has thrown seven interceptions, only eight touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. So Michigan's defense as – A lot of those interceptions have been in the end zone. As, too. as Kyle alluded to, um, Michigan's defense is number one in the country this year. So, and they're actually they they have seven interceptions as far as takeaways this season, um, which is the top twenty, I believe. But uh, anyway, looking also 
uh, at your your running game, your starters don't have above a 4.0 average. No. So this is where it's like, are you guys just going to be so inept on offense? Well, here's the thing. This is where it's been frustrating for me all season. And this is where, like... I'm never going to call for D'Antonio's head. I'll never get to that point in time just because of what he's mm-hmm. done. But I am like, I want my team to be. Once you've gotten to the level that MSU's been at in the last few years, where you've been to a college football playoff, there's nothing else that satisfies that. That's what I want every year. Just beating U of M is not enough. Like I want more than that. What's right. frustrated me this year is that it took until we played Penn State for them to finally change off the offensive scheme. They finally spread things out, and that worked really well for Jefferson. I mean. Penn State's defensive front's not a joke either that they played against. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. So I mean, and that's where I have some hope that they're going to run those same kind of schemes again. Um, hopefully, they don't have to rely on a trick play or two trick plays um, to win the game. And I know you mentioned that Shea Patterson hasn't really had to be much of a thrower, but I mean, his he's ten touchdowns, only three interceptions, so he's kind of taking care of the ball a little bit better. He actually has a sixty-eight percent completion percentage too. Um, so the, the thing I say about that though is look at his pat. He, he hasn't had to throw deep. It, it's been the Tom Brady type of thing. It's just oh sure. I mean hey, if if, if that mean, works though, it works. Sure. So and I mean they their running backs are averaging five point seven, six point one, five point four with at least thirty carries. So that's where I I just see them being just a little bit better. I know it's an away game, but that you know that's why I say twenty four thirteen. I think I think you guys will definitely give them a fight, and I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, I think if anything, Michigan might score a late touchdown that puts but you it don't away. even pick, you don't even pick Michigan State to cover the spread for the first time in D'Antonio's area doesn't cover the spread. What uh, what's the spread? Seven points. Seven points. I'd like to say I think it'd be a late touchdown. So I think it's seventeen thirteen late in the fourth quarter, and then Michigan might That's, score late. And see, this is where I. Uh, Michigan, in the entire time, especially in Jim Harbaugh, it's never been a late score. That's ever the one time they won the game. We came back and almost got within it. I mean. They scored that late one. It's never been Michigan winning it late since 2004. Or hey, Jared, party like it's 2004. Hey, hey Jared, do you uh, do you check out the score of the Astros game? I yet? see it's four three. George Springer again. George Springer. Boom. So you uh, keep, UConn, keep UConn talking about Michigan State here and in, in Michigan. <laughs> there's there's you can unpack the preview for this game a thousand different ways. And, and Kemp just hit a home run. Because I'm four three I'm baby. They they can talk over there. We'll talk over here. here. Let me let me ask you guys this. So I sent you guys the video, and so I had a big debate on Facebook with my sister and some other people. Did you guys see Karan Higdon's comments? Uh, not even not even on my radar or something. Uh, he's, so Karan Higdon was asked. Okay, leading up for the big game next week at Michigan State. Just kind of you guys ready for the revenge game or whatever like that, and. Uh, Karan says that mention we have the best offensive line in the country. Hmm. <laughs> they're not on my mind. Wow, they're not on my mind. That's what they're it not was. on my mind. And so my my sister and some other people on Facebook they think that I'm ridiculous for saying that, saying that it's not a disrespectful thing. I took I think I took it as disrespectful. D'Antonio's going to use that. You know he's going to. He uses everything he can for that kind of an edge. You're slighting by saying that they're not even worth me worrying about. We're going to be able to take care of it, is what basically you're saying. And that at least that's how I took is what you're saying in that. And how ridiculous is it for you, Karan, to say that your offensive line is the best in the country? That's absolutely bogus. Michigan offensive line is not the best in the country. Your sister just did a, a laugh emoji, by the way. Sure well, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll we'll wrap it up and say goodbye to the Facebook audience and to our podcast audience and 
Kyle, we'll continue this all night if you want. We'll stay in this room right here in the library. <laughs> yeah, maybe not all night. No. And we'll give him three more hours and okay. we'll, let it, we'll talk about this. But we'll say goodbye to Facebook. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Down in Flames. Make sure that you like and subscribe and catch us on all social media, Down in Flames podcast. Really appreciate your support and we'll see you guys next week. Go Green! <laughs>